0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the True Fans Podcast with me, Kevin Goodings. I hope you're all well. We are here to talk to the true fans of the beautiful game. Today, we've got a man returning to uh, the podcast. It's only me and him today. Uh, just generally talking about one of the craziest weeks of f- in football history, can I just say. It's been absolutely mental uh, this week, but we've got... Uh, the opportunity now to have a look back at what has been a a crazy couple of days and just sort of give our opinions on it as we usually do. That man, of course, is the return of the man behind the Football Fanatics podcast, Sam Cattell. Sam, how are you? I'm
1: good, mate. Thanks, mate. It's good to be back on again.
0: It's definitely nice to have you back on, mate. It's definitely nice to talk to you again about a week which you've got to be... um, Massively on top of the news stories, you've got to know exactly what's going on because you know it, it goes without saying it's been an unbelievable week. Which there's been so many changes,
1: yeah. Um, I, I remember just saying that the whole platform went into
0: chaos about it, it's mental, absolutely, absolutely. So, what we'll do, we'll, we'll go from the start, of course, about this super league. Um, Obviously, so much talking about that. And then obviously we'll move on to the Mourinho stuff and then do uh, some nice uh, score predictions. This, um, this Super League, which I, I think is such an interesting thing, we'll go straight into that. This Super League has been one of the craziest things I've ever seen. But it's also seen all the football community unite. Before we get into the, the little areas about it, you know, the small parts of it. What's your sort of general opinion on the matter? Because everybody I've spoken to, everybody I've sort of, you know, read on, read news reports and, and, you know, seen like pundits talk about it. They're all against it. But how do you feel about it? I want to hear what you guys have to say. So the floor is yours. Say whatever you want to say.
1: I, the thing is, the CP, I, I think it could have been a good idea to an extent, but the way they've gone around it and the way they've tried to do it, which makes it harder for teams, say, for example, Leicester, West Ham from the Premier League, or let's well, use them as an example, for them to harder to get into it and it takes away the Champions League for them. You, you look at it and you just have to think if they're not making it easy for everyone else to get in and just use the top, top teams, it just makes it look more of a money thing, which shows real greed, I think, between the teams.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. But, but we, yeah. Uh... You mentioned that it, it had that potential to be. What was the major reason, was it? Is it because it was massively marketed as as, as greed and, and, and a scheme to get as much money as possible for the teams that were entering?
1: Yeah, it, seemed, it, it seems like more than anyone, like the Real Madrid, Juventus, and some of the Premier League owners, they just seem to put, put aside footballing reasons just to fill their own pocket, which... Uh, in it's, uh, some it's, 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 it's respect that what they're doing is a, is their business but pocketing it like that and ruining it for the rest of like the football fans and even the players involved should not be
0: Yeah, let's talk about sort of the the smaller elements of it then and, and, and talk about obviously the teams that, have, that were involved it's very, very easy to turn around now and say that there were six clubs from England Shows there was obviously the uh, teams from Spain and teams from uh, Italy as well. Coincidentally, none from Germany and none from France. Looking at the teams that were involved there, the two Manchester clubs, uh, Chelsea, Spurs, Arsenal and Liverpool, they are considered the top six, uh, uh, if you will. Um, but I've got a crazy, I've got a crazy stat for you here: only four out of the six. Uh, Teams in, invented into this Super League were part. They're actually currently in the top six of the Premier League. West Ham and of course your team, Leicester, being the the different ones. Is it the case of the top six richest or the top six most profitable teams, rather than the best best six teams in the Premier League?
1: I think I think it's got to be the top most profitable because when you you see a global name, even if it's Arsenal, they aren't doing well in the Premier League as of. This season, you still say Arsenal millions around the, millions and millions around the world are going to know who they are compared to if you said West Ham. So you look at that and you could that just on that alone, I think you could tell it's more of a profitable profitable thing more than like based on if your team's good or not.
0: Well, what do you what do you say in terms of saying you know because. The, the Super League is supposed to be the best of the best. Tottenham have never won the Champions League. Arsenal have, have never won the Champions League. they far. Liverpool are currently sitting sit seventh, of course. Um, you know, after a really, really poor season this season. You know, is there that argument that teams like Leicester, like West Ham, teams that have been playing incredible this season, should I, should have a go in this league? Should it be more? Should it be more open to teams like that? Or is it the case of they're just seeing how much money they've got in the bank and uh, how much they should really look at?
1: Yeah, I think it should be accessible to everyone. But then again, I think you could still have this like super league. But I still also think you could have the Champions League, European Europa League, the run with it. So I'll give an example: if you did like for the Europe for the Super League, the top two from the Premier League went into the Super League, two went into two or three went into the Champions League, and then two went into Europa League. I think that could be a good format that works. For everyone because then it also gives an extra space for someone like say like a maybe a Newcastle of Villa and Everton someone like that to try and get in and make that will profit their club not only by helping the fans to come into your Europe Europe days in Europe but also the club in earning money
0: yeah no definitely absolutely agree I can see uh, a lot of points there and um, then we get to the point where the six teams signed up. There was absolutely massive, massive fan protests, of course, uh, in there. And then Chelsea and Manchester City were the first two teams to really you know, exit it this 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 super league. I want to focus on them two clubs specifically because that was very interesting. That the two teams that are remaining in the Champions League are the ones that dropped out first. Is it a case where they've not told us something? They're saying that. Well, would you be kicked out of the Champions League if you've not supported it, or do you think it was just a coincidence that these were the two teams who went against it?
1: I I think I I do somewhat agree with the first part you said. I think they've re- both realized they've got a real shot at the Champions League this year and I think they're trying to remove any threat to like that getting in the way or anything so that they'll still have a shot at the end of the day in a, in a way you could maybe look at it and say it's cowardly to not stick with their
0: original plans
1: but I think at the end of the day it's, it was good of them to be back out and, and then it's best for the fans overall as well
0: of course uh, Arsenal Liverpool uh, Manchester United and um Tottenham, obviously, following suit there with with leaving. Is it a massive reason that the fans of United, there's been so many uh, protests that have been outside of the stadiums, caused banners, stuff on social media. Do you think the massive reason why this Super League now is abolished is the fan protests and so the fact that the fans have, have just massively left, uh, you, you know, have made teams, the main owners realise that this is not the this is not what we want in our in our game.
1: Yeah, I think I think the owners didn't realize. I think the owners thought they were more powerful than they actually are, and I think they've not realized the impact that fans can have when they use the social media platforms in the right way and use their voice in the right way to get a message across. <laughs>
0: Definitely, definitely. Um then, then we move forward of course then to obviously the league being abolished. There's a massive, massive sort of uproar about that. There's been sort of interesting decisions being made for these clubs. The fact that now we have seen the departure of uh Glazer uh as as well the family ownership that's uh are the sponsors of, of of Manchester United? They have now left the club. Uh, the, Jose Mourinho, of course, will we'll move on to later. Uh, they uh, have sacked they have sacked Mourinho following claims that he disagreed with it. Was it a case now, Sam, where you know the you know the ownership has left and sort of left the pieces? Daniel Levy just sort of protest against Mourinho. Do you think there's two different sides of Onus and saying that, you know, one of them was really for it and one of them was really against it?
1: Um Yeah, I think I think so. But you can never be too sure with I just don't think you could be too sure if I'm being honest.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, then, obviously, then you move forward with these, uh, you know, these apologies. The owners have come out and apologised. They've said that, you know, that it was it was wrong. Do you, do you think it's, it's the case where, you know, they've noticed that they've done wrong and, you know, they obviously they want to apologise or they've, they've been put in that situation?
1: I think they've been forced into the situation where they've been made to apologise and I... I think I can't. remember, I don't know if it's his name. Uh, I think is is it is your owner John F. Hen, John W. Henry, or something like that. Yes. I think with that video, I think he's done well to be the first one to get a video out. Uh, I think the fans. It's almost. I'm not sure about you as being a Liverpool fan, but I think some of the Liverpool fans might see through it and think it's just trying to. He's trying to nullify the situation.
0: I I I've never been pleased enough to do the to do a podcast about this and 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 ready to go because I've I've loved to share my opinion on the situation because it's been an absolute uproar in terms of what has happened, of course, over the past couple of days. And but for me, it's been the best thing to see the football fans unite, and I think that's such an unknown thing in football you have a laugh, you have a debate, but people massively take rivalry seriously, especially, you know, when you see these derbies sort of going ahead. But you've seen every single fan sort of unite on this issue, unite on something that, in my thing, is is morally wrong. It's massive, massive money being pumped into this uh, Super League. You're looking at the teams involved. I disagree with teams such as Spurs and, and Arsenal sort of making their introduction to the league because they've never won a Champions League. So how would they be called the Super League? And you know, you know, Arsenal currently sit in, in ninth in ninth take in ninth position as as the time were we're recording this. You know, Tottenham are, are out of the Europa League or Champions League hopes. Uh, you know, at the time of recording this, so there's massive, massive, massive sort of ramifications for the teams that were involved. And I, I, I found it massively interesting when you saw the interviews on on Monday night, Liverpool versus Leeds, Jurgen Klopp coming out and, and disagreement with it, James Milner as well, a big personality at Liverpool. And then, of course, you moved to Tuesday with the... Um, Chelsea, the Chelsea game and, you know, Touche was coming out about it and saying that it was wrong. And the fact that the managers and the players believe it's wrong, it just shows that it was a massive decision by the owner and, you know, you can't question the owner. But Jerry Carragher made a very interesting comment on Monday Night Football Salve. I'm not sure whether you watched it or not. Um, but he said, he said that it would be wrong that, if Jürgen Klopp left and if the Jürgen Klopp leave, every single Liverpool fan would protest against the board and, you know, about the Super League sort of situation and whether Klopp would have left if we carried on, if we carried on going in the Super League, you know, that, that, that just shows up the, the power of, of the fans now have been absolutely incredible. You think, you've honestly got to understand that how good you know the fans have, have got have done in terms of protesting this issue making sure that you know everybody is is well behind this issue and I'm pleased to pleased to say that that league is now being abolished so um, we we, we sort of move forward now what's next because I found that to be a massive massive issue even the yeah, the yeah, you know, the the government got involved. It was sort of this okay about making sure you're abolishing it. What what's next? Because you know you don't know what happened is now going to happen with the Champions League, with the Europa League. Yeah, you know, there's been so many reports saying that the play, the clubs that were involved in the Super League should should get a point deduction and should get you know fined and stuff like that. What do you think should happen to them if if anything?
1: I I, I don't. I've seen a few people say this, I don't think. Any the club itself should get punished by deducting points, even though it's a Leicester fan. I'd love that to make Champions League a hell of a lot easier. I, I I think you've got to look at the owners, the the club, the club themselves, and the fans, and the players. They should be punished for for trying to make the game fairer and more equal. But I think you've got to start. It could be a way of asking them maybe to sell up, or just removing them from certain like committees that they're associated with.
0: What do you think about Jordan Henderson's comments, Sam? Because he said about, you know, he was issuing a, a, a meeting with all the captains, um, you know, sort of, you know, saying, look, you know, come on, we, we, we need to do this. You know, we, we need to, you know, we need to be the people behind the abolishment of this league. Is it is that important? The fact that all the captains from them teams came and was, was planning to sort of come together and say, look, come on, you know, you know we could do this.
1: Yeah, it's, it's really good because it shows you, not only John Henderson, a major figure in this, but it also shows that all the club captains have showed unity by coming together to to sort out and do what's best for the, not only now but also the future of football.
0: One thing that I didn't mention Sam was was the uh, issues regarding the uh, the international stuff. Yeah, you know, players that were involved in the um, yeah. In the, in the Super League were, we're now long, no longer playing for their internationals I mean that's got to be the worst of the lot I mean players if you talk to ex, ex-professionals and say what was the best moment in your career they would say playing for my country representing my country in a world Cup. I mean how how bad was that?
1: that? It just shows it just shows what extent now you, seriously UEFA for taking it to prevent this which May may come across quite harsh to people, but to make to keep football the way it is, the way we love it, it's just the route they had to take by the looks of
0: it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, uh, obviously, there's I, I I can't see any more things, uh, coming with this Super League. It's been uh, obviously an absolutely massive story over the past couple of days. We've decided not to do the podcast or, or I didn't decide to do the podcast uh, earlier in the week simply because we we wanted to have the full story. There was so much, obviously, up in the air. And how do you feel, Sam, about a league? And, and and obviously the ideas of a league, which so much money was being put into it, that it was abolished in a matter of a matter of days, really. You know the fact that the Premier League has been going for twenty eight you know, 29 years, you know, the Premier League have been going for, yet, we've now seen a, a league being abolished at, you know, at the end of the week, the same week that it started. I mean, that's got, that's got to be absolutely mental isn't it, for football.
1: Oh, it's, to the people that created it, it's like laughed in their face. It's a joke they've been made a mockery of and the funny thing is, these owners that think of all rich have been undone by the, mainly the fans and the players themselves which is just it's amazing for us but it's got to be a hell of a little barra- of a barra- embarrassment for them
0: yeah the chairman have already said as well that the Super League will not go away it's going to come back in, in one point do you, do you think this issue will you know will, will come forward again it might not be um, it might not have obviously that you know them teams involved, but do you do you think the Super League will come back in another way? Do you think they'll have to you know, sort of restructure the the idea of the Super League to to be you know prominent in football?
1: Yeah, I think it will come back, and I don't think it's the worst idea we've ever had. But they've got to find a way that it benefits not only the big team but also everyone else and gives everyone else a chance to maybe get like get into that league as well and also get the same pay.
0: We will see, mate. We will see. So now let's move on to the, to another big issue which was actually at the start of the week. It was a bit undermined because of the uh, the Super League issue but Jose Mourinho, 17 months, he's been in charge of Tottenham Hotspurs and now once again, he has been sacked officially nine days before their Carabao Cup final match against Manchester City. Sam, I don't even want to ask you a, a, a direct question. I just want to hear... Uh, from you first well once again just see what you think about it because I think this is absolutely madness from Daniel Levy and a massive risk for Spurs in that final
1: I don't think it's a madness I think it's pure stupidity if you you employ Mourinho to win you trophies and the chance he gets the chance when he gets to actually win a trophy you sack him he's a serial winner he was born to win trophies he's won more trophies in his career than probably Spurs have in their history and Daniel Ooh. Levy and Daniel Levy has the nerve to sack him like, six, uh, like a week before the final put Ryan Mason in charge. And in all fairness to Ryan Mason, I know he got the win last night, but you, it's going to come back and bite them on the arse because it's a stupid mistake. And it's probably going to, might be the mistake that pushes Daniel Levy out of the club.
0: Like you mentioned about... Um... You know, obviously, uh, Mourinho being a being a winner is it is it the case of, you know, they should have kept him for that final and and then got rid of him or or was it the case where you know you shouldn't have got rid of him at all? He got, he got you he got you to a final, and uh, and also, but they sort of saying that without without with or without Mourinho, we'd we'd still lose against Man City.
1: Yeah, I, I, I think they had a better chance with Mourinho. And I've said this before, and i said they're a bad team with three good players, three world-class players. And with and Mourinho, I still think Mourinho is a world-class manager. And he, he got the best out of them at the start of the season. Then They had a few bad games, and it seems like they've all stopped playing for him, which I think's outrageous. And I just have to feel bad for him, Andy, because he's a world-class manager, and I think he could have really helped them in the League Cup.
0: Who, who are these three world class players you were mentioning? It's I,
1: w- I, w- I, w- I was gonna say four, but I wouldn't class Gareth as world class could just to re- re- I think he's very good, don't get me wrong, on his day he's world class. But you'd have to in terms of world class you go Heung-Min Son, Harry uh, Harry Kane and Hugo Loris, as he has won a uh, has won a World Cup and he's got, on his day keep Spurs in it the majority of the time.
0: Okay. Wow. Massively interesting there. And um, obviously, I think it's very, very fair to say that Tottenham have, have underachieved under Mourinho. When when he went there, a lot of people were saying, "Okay, that makes sense. They need, yeah, you know, they need to pick up a trophy." Mourinho has won, like you said, several of them. He has that massively underachieved Spurs. There is no doubt about that, but. Is it the case that he didn't have enough time? I mean, he's been, he was there 17 months. Uh, you know, he, he went through one one transfer window. Do you think he needed more time or do you think that's just how Spurs are? You know, if you don't do something and have an immediate impact, you'll be gone.
1: Yeah, I just don't think he's given enough time personally. And this proves why I don't think Spurs are a top team. They're not, they're not giving the resources or the manager... Enough, like a, be- a good enough squad. They have the stadium. They probably have one of the maybe the best stadium in the Premier. As a facility, but he's oh, gonna definitely. buy. I know, probably they're probably low on money, but you've still got to somehow back the manager with something, and they've not done that. Simple as that.
0: Yeah, no, definitely some Sam, something very very realistic there. Um, obviously, the future for both Tottenham and Mourinho will start with Mourinho. Where could you see Mourinho going? <laughs> I'm
1: not too sure. I don't think it. I don't. If I'm a bit honest, I don't think he'll be back in the pro anytime soon. Maybe, maybe so like somewhere I could see him go. Maybe to a team such as maybe Leipzig, because I know their managers. I don't know if they've got a race like one set up or someone to come in, but it looks like Julius Nagelsmann could be either going off to Bayern Munich or Tottenham themselves. Maybe, maybe might might fancy a stint in the Bundesliga.
0: What I say? What about what about Mourinho? Mourinho Bayern? buying? Could you see that happening? I mean, to be fair, Bayern have got more world class players than, than Spurs have, and that could get Mourinho back to winning trophies.
1: If I'm being honest with you, Kira, I, I didn't actually think of that. That's a very good shout. And a, seri- a winning team with a winning manager is bound to go well.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, what about Spurs then? Uh, could you see the Leipzig boss potentially coming to the Prem? The, the Bayern Munich uh, boss, could you see somebody else?
1: I've seen like the bookies' odds. The top three, uh, the top two is Brendan Rogers, unfortunately, and Julius Nogsman. I think Nogsman, not just because I'm a Brendan Rogers fan and Leicester fan, I think Nogsman would be good for them because he brings in a nice shape shape uh, in defence and also an attack in front. So something that Spurs, Spurs would like, as obviously... Ramiro isn't known in Spurs tenure for the most attacking football, but I think Norgaasman would be the best option possible for them.
0: Yeah, definitely. I don't. I don't think. I I think if if Spurs do approach Brendan Rodgers for the job, uh, one I think he'll be foolish for 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 Leicester to get rid of it, but also I think it'll be uh, foolish for sort of Rodgers to sort of, you know. Oh, massively, massively, mate, and I think you know. Obviously, Leicester have got that opportunity to be in the Champions League. Something that Spurs is is not going to have. So, I think it's going to be interesting to see, you know, who they bring in. But, but honestly, mate, I can't see Brendan Rodgers. I think he's having such a good time with with Leicester at the moment. And 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 why why go to a team that potentially might not be getting a Champions League football?
1: Exactly.
0: Exactly. I mean, I would say that. I said that Mourinho will Mourinho will probably go somewhere else, but I, I definitely do think that, yeah, uh, you know, that there is that possibility that um, he he does stay he does stay at the prime. I was talking to my dad the other day, and he and he says that potentially Newcastle. I mean, what do you think about that? Him potentially going to Newcastle if they didn't uh, if they didn't be relegated to the Championship.
1: Yeah. Because there's still talks that the Newcastle takeover might happen, so I think if they didn't the take over, then Mourinho keeps looking at the Newcastle job. Without that, maybe I don't have been on the greatest run of form, but they they love their manager. He's Portuguese, which would make Mourinho a good option.
0: All all good points there, massively. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, like like I've said, like I said before, it's it's been a, it's been an absolutely Cra- you know, crazy week uh yesterday we did uh two matches, of course, of the Premier League, like you said, Spurs beating uh Southampton, but I want to focus on this quite unbelievable game, Aston Villa versus Manchester City, where uh Manchester city did get the win, but it was two red cards uh, for T Matty Cash of Aston Villa John stones of man- of Manchester City. I think the main man you've got to talk about is is Mr. Phil Foden. A video around social media today about that incredible touch he did. Uh, obviously scoring the goal, but it was a no look goal. I mean, mm-hmm. this guy is unbelievable, isn't he, Sam? And he has to start at the Euros. If even if he doesn't start, Gareth Hoke will be a fool to, to to leave him to leave him out of the squad. What a talent!
1: Oh, what a t- he's exceptional! Not only is he good for my fantasy, but he's also brilliant to watch as a as a watching as a Leicester fan. Not even a fan of Man City, he's the fan of Phil Foden. And it's if he's not a star, in the- I understand what Gareth Southgate is thinking.
0: Well, definitely, definitely, a lot of people have uh, have definitely spoke about Gareth Southgate. as being a bit, a bit strange and a bit, you know, different with his methods uh, in in terms of his, you know, recent. Uh, England games but what obviously like I said what an incredible player um, let me sort of talk about that attacking midfielder option because there's so many options Foden, Mount Grealish uh, your uh, obviously uh, your guy James Madison and who would you take because I think it's so easy we'll, we'll move on to the right backs in a minute but particularly in that attacking midfielder position there's there's four names that you, you can pick uh, from you could, you could add add Jude Bellingham in there if you want to uh, but who would who would you take it depend. it doesn't matter about the number you just have to have a, a choice of them players
1: how many would you say we take one or two
0: I say do, do you want to take two I think two's uh, good with like you know, one started and one sort of on the bench uh,
1: I think the main one to start I, I class I class Williams more as a left winger cutting in okay so I, I'd probably go even though I'm a Leicester fan it yeah, class Bellingham in the mid. So I'd go I think I'd go Mount and Foden, if I'm being honest. Foden then Mount in terms of ranking.
0: So would you take Greedish for the left?
1: Yeah, I'd take Greedish on the left as a backup to like Sterling or then again hot uh Southgate's been in contact with Harvey Barnes to see if he's available for the Euros or not. So that's another option for him, Another dilemma for him to, for him to think about.
0: <laughs> he's got a lot of dilemmas, mate. Definitely on the Truth yeah. Founders podcast we we will react to that of course that England squad whenever it's going to be uh, you know announced but Man City taking a one step further uh, of course to the to the Premier League uh, it's been you know obviously a crazy year with all the COVID and, and, and stuff like that but you have to say mate that you know Manchester City have been by far the best uh, team in the league and massively deserve it
1: yeah no I don't five six game weeks where even Leicester beat them by five two and the drop points for Leeds. It's been probably the worst start a great season, which you just have to take your hats off to Man City, then they've been immense and no one's been able to catch them.
0: Okay. All right. Fantastic. So uh now let's move into the score predictions for this. Uh match day match day number thirty-three. But of course there is one other uh Game from Matchday 32 that we're after report. We are, the the current time now is 20 to eight on the 22nd of April. That's the time of recording. So in officially 20 minutes, Leicester City host West Brom. West West Brom have been on a great run, but Leicester has got to win this if they want any chance of a Champions League football. Sam, what's your prediction? Uh, Scores, and then also just give me a general force. It's your team. I'm going to go
1: 2-1 Leicester. I think, I think West Brom might score first, but then I hope, hopefully, I think Leicester have enough in the tank to win it.
0: Okay, all right. Now, now let's move into Match Day 33, uh, the the late game tomorrow. Uh, Arsenal have had a massively uh, up and down season. They take on Everton. Everton beating them in the reverse fixture. Uh, will lightning strike twice, Sam? I believe so. I'm going to go two one Everton. Okay, I completely forgot that to do my Leicester prediction. Uh, Leicester two nil, two nil for me there, and then I think uh, Everton will also win. Uh, I'm going to go with a two uh, one result there. Liverpool playing only their third uh, early kickoff match on a Saturday. They uh, host Newcastle, a, an unbelievable. Uh, result for Newcastle earlier on in the season uh, as bec- as they drew with Liverpool um, I definitely think Liverpool have got the potential to win this now the confidence are good and I definitely f- think that Newcastle are in a worse worse place uh, than they were earlier on in the season I'm going to go with 2-1 I, I think, think Newcastle obviously fighting
1: for their lives but I think Liverpool are going to have too much in. I'm going to go 3-1 Liverpool
0: Okay. Um, yes, well, hang on a minute. Okay. All right. Saturday, uh, eight o'clock, see Sheffield United, who are now relegated, of course, for, for the Premier League officially. They take on Brighton uh, in in that one. Uh, we are going to go, uh, I, well, I'm going to go with a 2-0 Brighton. Sam? I'm going to go 2-0. I'm going to go 1-0 Sheffield. One 0 Sheffield United. Now I purposely left this game off because we do have the very, very late arrival of Gary Best because West Ham hosts Chelsea in that Sunday night football. Gary, we will leave you to uh, to the end because I'm gonna go for a simple one-all draw. Sam? I'm gonna go
1: 2 0 West Ham.
0: There we go. There we go. Sam is Gary's new best friend. Gary. <laughs>
2: I'm going to go I know this is going to sound weird but 1-0 West Ham
0: okay don't think Chelsea's going to score we spoke earlier and you, you're not a big fan of Chelsea this season of course but uh, you never have been Wolves taking on Burnley uh, Wolves of course trying to pick up at least uh, some points they've only uh, won two of the last five matches they've taken on a a Burnley team who have been roped in to a relegation fight and have got to be watching teams like Fulham and uh, West Brom to try and pick up some points so close this season. Gary, we're going to go to you first, mate. Wolves
2: or Burnley or a draw? I'm going to go for a draw, one on all I think. Wolves are looking strong, but I think it's going to be a good game.
0: I think Wolves are going to win because I think Burnley have been shocking and I think they've got to be very, very careful or they're going to get roped into that relegation uh, places. I'm going to go with uh, 1-0 Wolves. Sam?
1: I'm going to go with a no no.
0: 0-0. Okay, all right. Not very many of them this season, but that might be the game as that kicks off Sunday. Leeds host Manchester United it, in the early 2000s. It's been a battle between these two uh, but Manchester United had an unbelievable 6-2 victory in a reverse fixture this earlier run in the season. Will that be? Will that happen again? Will Manchester United score 12 past Leeds in two games in the Premier League or will Leeds get a, a, a comeback? I'll, I'll finish off that score prediction because uh, a lot of people will predict what I'm going to go for. We'll start with Sam. I'm going to go 3-2 Leeds. I like you. Gary? I'm gonna
2: go for a two-nil leads. I
0: like, I like you as well. Two-nil leads, Manchester United are not winning that one. Uh, Aston Villa take on West Brom in the uh, late game on uh, Sunday. Aston Villa have been looking good despite uh, uh, having, a, a, you know, a few poor performances. And I do hear Jack Greenish is coming back, so that swayed my decision to a two-nil victory. Sam, I'm gonna go two-one West Brom. I think they're starting for the lives, and I think
1: they'll give it all in that game.
2: Sounds good, mate. Gary? I'm going to go one-all. I think they're both fighting very well, and I think Villa are going to get that goal with Grealish back.
0: Okay. And then Monday night football, Leicester City taking on Crystal Palace. That is a six-pointer for Leicester. Currently sitting third. We'll see how they do tonight. So let's see uh, what Gary says uh, before, before we go to the Foxes fan, Sam Cattell.
2: Oh, the way Leicester have been looking in the Premier League obviously losing to Chelsea losing to West Ham I've got to go for a 2-0 loss from Leicester
0: Palace hey okay. no I I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm just I disagree with that I think Sam will follow uh, suit. he'll be on my side there I think i have got I'm going to go with a 2-0 Leicester Sam
1: to
0: get three-one Leicester. There we go. Did you have any words for Gary? I mean, you said West Ham are going to beat Chelsea. Yeah, I think West Ham. Oh no. <laughs> a good, <laughs> well, a good change. Yes, of course. Yes, I say good, a good, uh, a good, a good change of a uh, score prediction. There, Sam, I, I, I like it massively. Um, obviously, it's great to have, of course, of course, the free back Sam. <laughs> Sam, nice to see you back, of course. Uh, on on the league, uh, before uh, we do um, a, a nice little uh, quiz, uh, Gary has actually got an announcement that uh, should be very very good uh, as we move forward. Gary, would you like to tell uh, the individuals um, about uh, the the new announcement we have?
2: So, instead of doing a one anchor, we before- thought maybe let's switch it up a notch. We're actually going to be live streaming the podcast on YouTube whilst we do them. And then we're going to upload them onto anchor and Spotify and all that. Um, so yeah, it's going to be a new kind of way of doing things and shifting it up a bit.
0: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Of course, we've not decided to do that one, but uh, we have decided to do that. So uh, we, we do love we we do love quizzes and because Sam is back, Sam has never lost a quiz. Oh, that's all I'm going to say. He's never lost a quiz. So we're going to test whether Sam has been doing his homework or he's been in a bit rusted today. Gary versus Sam. I have some questions here for you. Uh, we, uh, as Sam is a returning man, would you like to go first or second? I'll
1: go second, Garen.
0: Okay, all right. Uh, Gary, this is the first question for you, sir. Who was the top scorer in the first Premier League season? Was it Alan Shearer, Teddy Sheringham or Brian Dean?
2: Uh, I'm going to go with Alan Shearer.
0: You're going to go with Alan Shearer. That is the incorrect answer. We were looking for a Teddy Sheringham. So, uh, Gary not picking up any points there. Sam, right to defer. Or would you have, you, or would you have said uh, a Teddy Sheringham, Sam?
1: Uh, I, I probably would have gone the same as Gary.
0: Uh, all right then. So, uh, no points uh, for uh, Gary as we move into Sam's first question. Uh, Which team finished bottom of the Premier League at the end of the 1993-94 season? Is it Swindon, Oldham or Sheffield United?
1: I'm going to go with Sheffield United.
0: That's incorrect. We were looking for Swindon Town. Okay, back to you, Gary. No points on the board yet. Uh, For how many months was Eric Cantona banned Band for kicking a fan during the 1994-95 season. Is it three months, six months or eight months?
2: Uh, I'm going to go six months.
0: You're going to go with six months and it's, uh, that is also in credit to eight months. Come on, guys. Get a point at least on the board. Uh, Newcastle United surrendered a lead of how many points, Sam, before finishing second in the 1995-96 season? Is it 12, 15 or six? I think it was 12. You are right to say so. Sound gain the first point there as we get into Gary's next question. Which Nottingham Forest player won January Manager of the Month during his brief time as player manager during the 1996 97 season? Is it Dean Saunders, Stuart Pearce, or Des Little? Des Little. That's incorrect. We're looking for Stuart Pearce. Psycho. Psycho. He'll be very psycho on you, Gary, because you got that answer incorrect. Sam, to go two points up, uh, we go with your question. The 1997 98 season saw Arsene Wenger's first full season in charge of Arsenal, but who did he replace?
1: Oh, wow. oh, gosh. Oh,
0: is it George Graham, oh. Bruce Rioch, or Don Howe? Is it, was it George Graham? That's incorrect. We're looking for we're looking for Bruce Ryan. Will Ma, Will Sam actually win by one point here? Come on, Gary, get a point on the board, sir. Uh, Oli Solskjaer, the current man, manager of Manchester United, became the first Premier League player to score a hat trick as a sub in the nineteen ninety eight ninety nine season. But who was it against? Was it Wimbledon, Chelsea, or Nottingham Forest? I want to go to Nottingham Forest. You're saying the team that Sam doesn't like and it, that is correct. He's leveled it up. Okay. Here's your, here's your uh, question, Sam. These are very decent questions. I like these. Uh, which team failed to win a single away game but still stayed up during the 1999-2000 season? Is it Bradford, Derby or Coventry?
1: I'm going to go... Oof. We go Derby.
0: You're going to go say say Derby. That's incorrect. We're looking for Coventry. Oh, okay. lock, lock. Uh, right, Gary, this is your uh, question, mate. Uh, Nike became the official ball manufacturer during the 2000 and 2001 Premier League season. Which company did they replace? Is it Addison, Addison Adidas, Mitra or Admiral? Mitra. You're very confident with that answer. And that is correct. So, Gary, you go up by one. So, uh, Sam, mate, you have to get this one. Otherwise, uh, uh, if Gary Gary gets the next one, uh, then he will win. Okay. Which Arsenal player secured the 2001-02 title with a goal at Old Trafford on the penultimate match day of the season? Is it Henri, Vieira or Wilted?
1: Was it Wilted?
0: That's correct, mate. Oh, my dear God. Right. Gary, mate, it goes down to sort of death. So if you miss this one and Sam gets the next one, then he'll win. Okay. Before losing to Man United in December 2002, Arsenal Wenger's Arsenal side has scored in how many consecutive league games? Is it 60, 55 or 50?
2: 55.
0: That's correct. Oh, my God. Right, Sam. (laughs) Oh, Sam, no. pressure pressure on you, mate. Leicester, Leeds and Wolves were all relegated with the same number of points at the end of the 2003-04 season. How many points did they have? Is it 33, 40 or 29? Oh, gosh, I'm going to go 29. That's correct.
2: I'm going to have to look for more questions.
0: In I am. Right. Carry back to you. Rafa Benitez joined Liverpool prior to the 2004-05 season. Which Spanish side did he join from? Is it Tenerife, Extremadura, or Valencia? Valencia. Correct. Pressure, pressure back on Sam. In the 2005-06 season, Champions Chelsea matched their win record for the previous season. How many wins did they achieve? Is it 32,
1: 30 or 29? Oh, God. Um... Congratulations,
0: Gary! I'm going to go thirty-two. That's incorrect. We were looking for twenty-nine. So, Gary, you have finally beat Sam at a quiz. Congratulations, sir! I bet you're glad that you uh, arrived late during this podcast. Were you preparing? Um,
2: yes, I was. <laughs> Not.
0: Yeah, he says he, he says that with little but no confidence uh, that is it for the true fans podcast today thank you so much to gary thank you so much to sam nice to have you back sam i will definitely uh, have you back very very soon uh, of course uh, make sure you check us out on a brand new youtube youtube channel true fans podcast make sure you check out all the other stuff uh, as well on uh, stuff like instagram and Anchor and kiss my Score. we've got we're all over the place so make sure you find uh the True Fans podcast on any single streaming device that you would like. I'll let Sam conclude this podcast uh, for today as he is our honorary uh, guest slash slash uh, origin member of the True Fans podcast. Off you go, Sam. Do we have Sam still on the line? I really need to stop doing this because people are not prepared for it. I hope you. I hope that you've enjoyed this podcast. We are very, very uh, glad to have Sam and Gary back on. Check out uh, all the other stuff, and we'll be back with the true fans of the beautiful game. See you in a bit.